1: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Paolo Banchero is back like he never left. The breakthrough we've been waiting for from the magic superstar, maybe, uh, superstars probably harsh but or probably too far but from the Magic's budding young star and the shot he delivered that the Magic needed. That's some star stuff right there. Let's get to it on today's episode of Locked On Magic.
2: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: To Locked On Magic. Today is November 3rd, 2023. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic Daily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Paolo Bancaro finally arrives at the 2024 NBA season with the kind of star performance that we expect not every night, but most nights from him. How Paolo Bancaro delivered a huge victory for the Orlando Magic in his breakthrough game. Plus, we'll talk about the defense, how it stood tall in a big test in Salt Lake City, and the injuries that popped up in this game. We got three of them to talk about, one very, very serious. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at PrizePix. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash NBA and use code all lowercase NBA for a deposit match of up to $100. Don't forget, the Orlando Magic will play the Los Angeles Lakers on Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So catch every play of the Orlando Magic's hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Orlando Magic, or search for just Magic, actually, to find them on SiriusXM. We've been waiting for this. Um, you know, just, just go gig around it. This is the game we expect Paolo Bancaro to have. 30 points, nine rebounds, five assists, eight for 13 shooting, 11 for 15 from the line. This is the Palo Bancaro we expected. Why we didn't see it for the first four games, who knows? But this is Palo Bancaro. This is the breakthrough we've been waiting for. This is the hope, the beacon, the, the belief in what this team can be because. All due respect to the other players on the roster, and, and Franz Wagner could probably make a claim to this too. Paolo Bancaro just does things no one else on this roster can do. With the Orlando Magic trailing by one after giving up the lead, a lead that they held since the second quarter, a lead that they had to fight back to get and maintain and hold. And, and we'll talk about some of the issues coming up here in a minute. With the Magic trailing by one and the Delta Center crowd going nuts for Utah Jazz team, that is very good. Paolo Bancaro had the calm and poise to know exactly what he needed to do. He had the calm and poise to know what his team needed, and even though Utah knew what was coming, Orlando knew what was coming, I knew what was coming, you knew it was coming, he delivered. Paolo Bancaro, and obviously tonight, there was a superstar performance down in Phoenix too, but Palo ben is a physical specimen. His ability to draw contact, force contact, still be balanced and score is second to none, and will continue to get better, by the way. And so with 19 seconds left, he made the kind of quick decision that he's been struggling with all year. And, and tonight, or this game against Utah, was the first time all season where Paolo just said, I'm just going to go for it. He was aggressive from the opening tip and did not play with any shred of doubt. Any shred of, for the most part, any shred of hesitation. Yes, he was still about his teammates and he still worked to get his teammates involved. But this was his moment and no one else's. That's what a star player does. That's who star players are. They put that responsibility on themselves, and the team wants them to take that responsibility. So, facing a one point deficit with 19 seconds left, Dan Caro got the ball and quickly drove right into John Collins' chest. The play, as pa- Paolo said after the game, was designed for him to get middle. He knew that John Collins would be sitting on his right hand. So, he showed that right, got him to jet- go that way, countered to his left flipped it in, and just nine seconds later, the Delta Center crowd was quiet, was stunned into silence. That's star stuff right there. We know Palo Bancaro can be a star. We know he has games like this in him. And for the first time this season, Paolo Bancaro looked like the rookie of the year, Palo Bancaro. Not the one who seemed a bit unsure of himself, who seemed to be cautious, uh, seemed to be playing a bit slower. The end of this game was the star making stuff. But Bancaro was this drumbeat all game long. And for the most part, and I know he made six turnovers, for the most part, he made good decisions. He made, more importantly than good decisions for for where he's at, he made quick decisions. He was aggressive from the jump. He was not going to be denied. And in a game where, a getaway game for the Magic, where the Magic... Are at the end of a long road trip, need a win to salvage a two and two road trip, which is a huge victory for this team. Like, let's not. As much as we're disappointed by the two games in Los Angeles, we all believe the two and two road trip would be a success. Let's let's not lose sight of that. This team did its job on the road. Now they get to come home and take care of their business at the Amway Center. This wasn't a must-win game, but it was a big game. And Van Caro delivered time and time and time and time again 10 point uh, I think 10 points in the fourth quarter alone. let me, let me look that up real fast I, I don't have the box score quite ready for you yet um 10 points in the 30 points nine rebounds, five assists eight for 13 shooting. he had 10 points in the fourth quarter alone for him and Franz Wagner we're going to talk about stars. he and Franz Wagner combined for 17 of the magics 25 points. In the quarter. They shot 50% in the fourth quarter, three for seven from three. The five turnovers, the only real blemish on their record, and, and Utah finally peaking free for some threes. This was the Magic star player stepping up and being the star player at long last. Because it's obviously not been a good start for Palo Bancaro. 12 and a half points per game entering the entering the the entering Thursday's game. Shooting thirty-seven and a half percent from the floor, shooting fifty-four and a half percent from the foul line, just leaving a lot of points on the board, and, and frankly, just looking unsure of himself. The problem with Paolo Bancaro, though, is not a lack of confidence. That dude is full of confidence. He made that clear every time he talked. But he's human enough. He's human, and he showed his frustration that shots weren't going down, that you know, passes weren't being made, that he wasn't getting himself going. He had to figure it out. He had to to find this breakthrough. But honestly, a lot of it was just down to him making quick decisions. The great thing about Paolo Bancaro is he is selfless. He is a selfless superstar. He wants to get others involved. And I think the early part of the season, he got caught in a trap where he was trying too hard to get others involved. And not doing enough to get his own. Not doing enough to find his scoring, to find his outlets, to find his baskets. And this was the first game, and and I think the game against the Clippers, the Magic did a good job trying to get him in his spots and trying to get him going and making a point to get him going. This was the first game where he wasn't thinking. He wasn't trying to do too much. He wasn't trying to make make the right play. He let the right play come to him. And if Paolo takes this approach the rest of the season, he's going to average five assists per game because the passes come naturally. He's still overpassed in this game, but they were quick decisions. He moved right into guys. He went to the, he forced his way to the foul and he forced his way to the basket. And that's what a good Paolo Bancaro game looks like. That's what Paolo does best. And we finally saw him be the star we know he can be. And hopefully this is just the first of many games and we can all laugh about these first four games because Paolo Bancaro is indeed back. The Orlando Magic though won this game as much because of Paolo Bancaro as they did their defense, the gutsy performance the Magic's defense showed, plus the injury questions that came up during the game. We'll get to that coming up here. In just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at if my copy will load because my computer's gonna decide to shut down me. Over there at Prize Picks. There we go. Happy Prize Picks, everybody. Uh, Prize Picks is really the best daily fantasy sports you can play. There's so many of these other games where you're entering these humongous player pools where you've got a confusing salary cap system, and you're not even sure what counts as points. Why would you play such games like that? You want simple, you want easy, because simple and easy means you win money. And that's what PrizePix is. PrizePix is honestly the most fun. I've had winning up to 25 times my money, even not even winning up to 25 times my money. I'm very happy to win two and a half, 10 times my money, depending on the size of my pit, of my entry. You just have to select two or more players and pick more or less than their projected stats and place your entry. Our friend Kyle Langan, uh, 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 said he took more on Paolo Bancaro. That was a good decision. If the basketball season here, you can now even pick combo projections across football and basketball from this specials league. You can get a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can take LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptors out yeah, for a bunch of fun stuff like that. Plus, you can make entries with multiple sports. So if you're looking to play over the weekend, you could take Paolo Bancaro more than whatever he's going to go at 18.5 points against the Lakers on Saturday and take Baker Mayfield more than 237.5 passers. I don't know if those are the numbers, but those, those seem right to me. I'll, I'll take I'll take those. They also offer quick withdrawals. just easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat types. You will find an entry for you. And guess what? The best part is you're going to win a lot. I know I win a lot when I play prize picks. Um, I don't always win the big prize, but I do win. I I am up on my prize picks. So definitely a fun way to play daily fantasy. I, I love playing prize picks whenever I get the chance. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, that's locked on NBA, two N's. Use code locked on NBA. Again, two N's, L o c k e d o n n n b a o n n b a NBA, uh, for a first deposit match of up to $100.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama.
1: The Utah Jazz, um, you know, I, I think we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, the Utah Jazz presented a really difficult challenge for the Orlando Magic. I, I think there's there's no doubt about that. They are a team that presents a lot of size. They, they are able to block shots as Walker Kessler did. They hit threes at a pretty good rate. This was going to be a huge test for the Magic's defense, and well, yes, there was a lot of shaky play at the end of the game, um, giving up two critical three-pointers to Laurie Markkinen, back-to-back three-pointers to Laurie Markkinen that helped the, the Jazz take that lead and set up the heroics for Paolo Bancaro that we talked about earlier, the Magic's defense, though, played really, really well. Outside of the first quarter, when I thought they were not nearly as disruptive as they needed to be, they gave up 34 points. The Magic held a really good Utah team under thirty points in the, in the next three quarters. They held the Jazz to just thirty-three three-point field goal attempts and only twelve for thirty-three shooting from three. Uh, again, two of those threes coming at the very, very end when they got a little bit loose and a little bit tired. They forced twenty turnovers for twenty points. That could have been a little bit better. They got eighteen fast break points on eight for twelve shooting. Um, just some really good stuff from the Orlando Magic overall. They tied in the paint 56-56, so they were able to kind of hold their own. That, 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 that's always, points of the paint are always a big stat for me. Um, but this is a, so that, that was actually a weakness for the Magic because they're usually much better defending the paint. Um, but the Magic did a really good job uh, against a, a Jazz team that scores a lot. And at the end of the day, Orlando trailed by 10 in the first quarter, they had to fight their way back. They had to kind of find, find their center. They had to kind of find themselves, and they did defensively. Um, you know, defense is going to lead this team. As great as Paolo banquero is, and he's great. This team is a defensive team, and, and credits Paolo Bancaro, He plays some really good defense. He's a much better defender now than certainly he was last year. Um, this Magic defense is legit. It's real. Um, I, I think if we have one lesson that we can learn, and you can listen to Locked on Jazz. I know, I know David Lock talked about it on his postcast that the Magic's defense was really difficult for the Jazz to solve. Um, this magic team can test shots, they get a ton of deflections. They're they're really disruptive. Honestly, Utah's best offense for most of the game was the magic getting a deflection and not being able to recover the deflection and being out of position trying to recover it. That's going to be part of the trade off of the magic you're going to have to take some of that frustration uh with this team but they just they just swarm you. They're just so big, they're they're really bought in and really only honestly only fatigue at the end of the game was was really the only thing that derailed the magic. Overall the magic had a I believe it was a 105 defensive rating for this game, which again, against this Jazz team and I know they scored 113 points but a one oh, you know, this game was played at a very fast pace. So I think it was like a one oh six pace. So Orlando's been playing, playing an average of a ninety eight pace for most of the season uh, for their season so far. Um, the Clippers and Jazz really sped them up, and I think that was one thing that the Magic really struggled with. But this Magic defense held, serve. The offense was going down the tubes for a lot of the fourth quarter. Orlando again struggled to extend their lead out and extend things out um, uh, to to make it like a double digit lead. Uh, they allowed Utah to stay in the game, but the defense just kept making big play after big play. And, you know, as big as Paolo's shot was, the defense after was just as huge. The, uh, you know, the Magic were able to kind of cut off Jordan Clarkson along the baseline with a one-point lead, make a con- make a contest, get a stop. Uh, you know, Taylor, it was a kick out to Taylor Horn Tucker, who's the guy you want shooting in this Utah lineup. He misses. Wendell Carter goes skying for a rebound, grabs it. Just fantastic stuff. They got great defensive efforts from Cole Anthony. Obviously, Jalen Suggs had his deflections. Jonathan Isaac had a few blocks. Mo Wagner with two blocks in the game. That brings his total up to five for the year. He had 13 total blocks last season and 13 total blocks the year before as well. He's already got five this season. Um, so so credit to, credit to Mo Wagner. Jonathan Isaac had three blocks, by the way. Just a, another real, a really solid game for J.I. on the defensive end. They just swarm, and and again, if there's one lesson we can take from this road trip, the Magic's defense is real. They're going to defend really well. They're going to be tough to crack. They're going to be just a really difficult team to score against. Now, there were casualties, and and we do have to address this. Did did the Magic lose the war in winning this battle here uh, in Salt Lake City? Uh, Going up for that last rebound on the Taylor Horton Tucker 3, Wendell Carter, first off, What an effort to get that rebound. What a rebound from Wendell Carter. He just grabbed that thing straight out of the air. Just amazing, amazing rebound. But he landed awkwardly on his hand. He almost, you know, Magic called timeout, but he was fouled on the play because he he fell to the ground. They didn't call timeout. He was was fouled. He almost immediately went back to the locker room. It was revealed after the game that he suffered a fracture of the third metacarpal in his left hand. It is unclear uh, what his status will be. The course of treatment is going to be determined when they get back to Orlando t- uh, pr- on fr- uh, tonight. Uh, for fr- so Friday, they'll, they'll determine what they're going to do about it. Um, He—that's a big loss if, if he has to miss some time. And I imagine—I don't know how long he'll miss, but I do imagine he will miss some time. Even though it says non-shooting hand, metacarpal your fingers. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a hard—it's a hard injury. Uh, and you know, maybe it's the kind of injury that it, it can't get much worse and. You know, it's obviously not a shooting hand, so so maybe he could still play through it, but I don't want to speculate on that. We'll see what the course of treatment is. We'll see where the what direction the magic go with it, but potentially a huge loss there. Marco Foltz was a late scratch in this game with left knee swelling. Uh he, you know, it uh, mostly said it happened during pregame during pregame. Uh so it was a very, very late scratch with him. Not really clear what his timetable will be. You know, maybe the swelling goes down and he's and he's fine for Saturday, but Um, certainly a loss there. And then Gary Harris left the game. Uh, Gary Harris started for Markel Fultz. He left the game after 14 and a half minutes in the first half. Um, He left the game with a a sprained right groin. Um, So he, you know, who knows about about him as well. So a trio of injuries for the Orlando Magic. They've been blessed with some really good health through training camp through the early part of the season. But now they're going to have to deal with some injuries and, and try and shuffle the deck a little bit, make sure that they, Stay on this level, especially on this level defensively, because Wendell is such an important part of the defense. You know, you can say what you want a little bit about his rebounding and, and about some other things. The dude does defend really, really well. He's tough to score against when he gets position. Um, and so it's it's you know, again, it's it's something that the magic uh will have to kind of find a way. And, and you always have to find a way. That's that's just kind of kind of the deal. Those injury questions will loom, but we'll save those for later in the week. When we come back, we will. Go through the final box score, name our sponsor, TVD Player of the Day. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Score early to send a full season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over, unders, and more. In case you are wondering, the Orlando Magic are 4-1 against the spread this year. Their favorite, uh, at least when I published, Magic were minus one against Utah. Took care of business there. Their only loss against spread was the loss to the Clippers. They were, I think, six and a half point dogs in that game. Uh, So the Magic... Looking like a team that uh, that uh that that the the shark the sharps don't quite have measured up yet. Something to consider. So visit fanduelcom on and kick off the NFL and NBA season right. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama.
1: All right, as we always do, let's go through the final box score. I'll put up the big screen here, as you could look at some of the stats. Through. Orlando Magic defeat the Utah Jazz one fifteen to one thirteen. Like I said, just just a fantastic defensive effort from the Magic. I really want to highlight the free throws. Orlando did such a good job getting to the line. Um, you know, this is their great equalizer. They may not be able to make as many threes as their opponents. They may have some shortcomings offensively. If they are getting to the line and 36 free throws is insane. They had 19 free throws in the first half. They really took it to Utah and Utah is not a strong defensive team, but they sought contact. They played through it. They, they got Utah in some compromising positions. They did just a fantastic job. And that's the thing that keeps this offense alive and keeps this thing going. Um, the magic have to be a high free throw team. Uh, you know, again, that's, that's a big deal. Um, the other part of this, uh, you know, the Magic play, the game was played at a pace of about 106 possessions for 48 minutes. That's probably a little fast for the Magic. And I thought there were times throughout the game where Orlando was letting Utah dictate the pace, where Orlando was letting Utah get them up and down and get them making these kind of quick decisions in transition. And look, the Magic should not shy away from transition opportunities. They did find in it in this game, statistically at least. Um, the Magic should not shy away from those opportunities. If they're there, take them. But I think one thing we're learning I- about this team is that they are very comfortable playing at a at a glacial pace. They want to limit possessions. Because if you limit possessions, that means the defense gets, you know, scoring on the Magic's defense becomes even more difficult um, because you have fewer opportunities to break them. Um, and, and the Magic's defense is very, very, very good. Uh, so like I said, I... Uh, so I think that the magic will benefit from playing at a slower pace or, or fewer possessions, not slower pace. They should play fast, but playing with fewer possessions I think is the way. And so I think Utah was able to dictate the pace and, and that's a big reason why this game, you know, again, Orlando adapted. Well, I don't want to say that Orlando didn't couldn't can't play at a faster pace or play at a higher possession pace, but the, the, the magic, the magic definitely made some mistakes. They had 17 turnovers for 20 Utah points. They definitely made some mistakes because they're just going a little too fast. Just something to consider, something to think about, something to watch. You know, we're still early in the season, just five games in as as we get going through here. Um, let's obviously name our sponsor TBD player of the game. You know who it is. You know who it is. Like, like, do I even need to say it? I've already said his stats. 30 points, nine rebounds, five assists, um, nine for 13 shooting, one for two from deep, 11 for 15 from the foul line, nine rebounds five assists, three steals, two blocks, just Paolo filled up the stat sheet. This was his game. I know he had six turnovers, did get a little loose with the ball sometimes, you know, did take maybe one or two bad shots, took a bad shot certainly late in the game uh, when the Magic really needed a basket. But when Orlando needed baskets, they went to Paolo. He delivered for the most part, and obviously he delivered the most important basket of the game. Just a really, really, really good effort from Paolo. Can't just give our flowers to Paolo, though. This was the first game, too, where the Magic had both Paolo and Franz working at a high level. Franz Wagner, 21 points, 9 for 21 shooting, 2 for 5 from deep, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals for Franz Wagner. Again, just everyone's super active defensively. I, I gotta say that again. You know, Paolo's not considered a great defender. He has defended much better this year. Just to, And I think, honestly, I think he is a good defender now. Um, Cole Anthony, another guy. He had 18 points, five for 10, shooting six for six from the foul line, seven rebounds, a couple big rebounds for him too. Two steals as well. Cole Anthony is getting deflections and defending really well. He might be a little small. Some guys can body him up, but he is game to fight. He is game to play. There there is a want to on the defensive end, uh, and and that is such a huge step for him and and has been big for him. But Franz Wagner, I loved his game. Did good job seeking out contact. He could get to the line. He only had two free throws, but... Did a good job seeking out contact to create space. Used his body really well to protect himself, protect himself from uh, uh, blocks with Walker Kessler in there. Scoring over bigger players, like he's just so good at manipulating that space and, and getting and getting finding space to score at the rim. Really love Franz's game. Just played played absolutely fantastic. You know, started off kind of slow, got himself going, made some big baskets, especially early in the fourth quarter uh, to get this team going and get this team to the end. Cole Anthony, like I said, 18 points, 5 for 10 shooting, just solid, you know, the typical Cole Anthony game, got to his spots, made shots, got to the rim a little bit, got to the foul line especially, just plays so hard. Uh, Wendell Carter, 14 points, 5 for 12 shooting, 3 for 6 from deep, got that 3 going down, 10 rebounds for him, really solid game overall from Wendell Carter, nothing too spectacular. Again, just, I I know people, I know the complaint people have about him and, and, you know, I share it a little bit too. Just got to be a little bit more forceful around the basket. He was able to hit his jumper tonight, which is a big, big boost from him. The big star, the guy that, that that we have to just really, really love, Anthony Black, pressed into duty, first time playing meaningful minutes because of the injury to Gary Harris and Markel Fultz. Stepped up in a big way. Nine points, four for four shooting, only one for three from the foul line. Got to leave room for improvement. Three, turn, three, three rebounds, two steals. Just a fantastic game from Anthony Black. Again, his number was called. He stepped up. That's all you can ask for. That's all you want from a guy like him. He played fantastic. Um, you know, not really doing too much. wasn't taking jumpers. You know, you know, wasn't necessarily. You know, made one play where he did a little too much with a with a turnover uh, on a push ahead pass. But he cut really hard to the basket. Found space. Was available defended at a high level, you know, got beat a few times by Colin Sexton, but he was game. He was, he was competing. And you could just see how smart he is, how he uses his size really well. Like this guy's going to be a player. Like, uh, you know, I don't know how big his role will be. He's got a long way to go with his jumper, but he's a player. And and to step in in this moment uh, when you weren't expected to step in and deliver the way that he delivered, that's good stuff that, you know, from a rookie, especially, could easily be down, being out of the rotation for the first four games. Knowing, you know, he he did the thing that veterans do. He waited his turn, and we knew it was going to come. I, I say I've been telling you all this all season long so far. At some point, the Magic are going to need everybody on this roster. Everybody's going to get a chance. Anthony Black got his chance on on Thursday. Stepped up to the plate in, in such a huge way. Just just loved loved his game. Love what I've seen from him through the preseason. Yes, there are still some flaws and still plenty of things for him to work on, but just a really, really nice game from Anthony Black. The Illini Magic shoot 46.4% from the floor, 10 for 28 from beyond the arc, 27 for 36, that's 75% from the foul line. They have 17 turnovers for 20 Utah points. 16 steals, though, very, very active. Nine blocks, very, very active. Again, the Magic's defense, just fantastic. Utah led in scoring. By Laurie Markkinen, uh, 22 points below a season average. 9 for 17 shooting, just 4 for 10 from 3. 7 rebounds for him. Dealt with foul trouble with 4 fouls. John Collins at 20 points, 7 for 10 shooting. Did not have to deal with Jonathan Isaac. I'm sure he is thankful for that. Isaac played, played well. Did not play when Collins was on the floor. So John Collins, again, avoids Jonathan Isaac. 3 years running now. Um, I'm sure he will be in his nightmares nonetheless. Jordan Clarkson, t- 21 points, 5 for 20 shooting. 9 for 9 from the foul line, 2 for 8 from 3. Seeing a lot of Utah's big three-point shooters struggled with their three-point shots. They were uh, they were 12 for 33 from deep overall, 46.1% from Florida, 20 turnovers for 20 Orlando points. The Magic get their first win at what is now, once again, the Delta Center since 2015. Big road win for the Orlando Magic, 115-113 over the Utah Jazz. They're back home Saturday to take on the Los Angeles Lakers. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic or watching today's episode of Locked On Magic. I don't know. You can find me on Twitter, of course, at R underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in himley Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them listen on all podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. And also be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. We'll be back Saturday nights or Sunday morning, somewhere in that range, to talk about the Magic's game against the Los Angeles Lakers. So be sure to, to be sure to stay tuned for that, for that. Uh, but until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.